Leroy Jenkins Podcast. God damn it, Leroy. God damn it, Leroy. Leroy well, I, have a, I have a question regarding the um, this <laughs> this realm of this divine realm of um like the idea of unconditional love, right? It's like uh, I I believe in it, but like, do you think that like this source like it it loves all aspects of it, like even the darkness, even like the the people who do evil, it encapsulates all the light and the dark all together. Like we all came from like this universal soul then we all fragmented into like our own individual and, that, and then when we're looking as a reflection we're really just looking at parts of ourselves um because the, the the idea of like loving the darkness that that really resonates with me because mm -hmm. like when we're putting a, a label on ourselves, the minute that we put a label on ourselves, like we ne neglect like all the other aspects if we're just like labeling ourselves only as light workers i think there's other parts of ourselves too uh, as well so when we look at the internet, like we're talking about channeling, or we're looking at the internet, or like we're, I'm gonna send like a text message or call someone that is going through like um, a frequency through the satellites, correct? Channel like messages. Is it pure like frequency or uh, intuition? Like how do you channel? But uh, yeah, when we're talking about like everything is energy and frequency, I, I do feel like social media, like this type of content that we're consuming, is affecting us on. And we're, we're taking that energy yeah. in, especially with, with a lot of um, conspiracies too. I, it is important to get information out there, but sometimes um, it's also f like fear mongering. Like, like you get me? Like, I, I, I'm not saying that pedophilia does not exist, but um, I'm not gonna allow, I'm not gonna be stuck in that fear of that, um, you know, whatever topic that we're kind of discussing. Instead about um, the, uh, you can't like perceive it if it's your thought. Because what's coming up for me is the Kabbalion, like um, one of the laws is uh, the universe is mental or something. And there's actually a book called uh, Psycho-Cybernetics where he kind of explains that our our nervous system can't determine what's real if it's physically, we're just imagining it. Schizophrenics have um, psychosis, right? Like they're, they're not, they're so disillusioned from this reality that they're operating it from another reality. There's a book um, I, I had called Animals in Translation, and one of the one of the the girl like she grew up um, autistic, but she could speak to animals. Like I guess sometimes like when you kill like a certain um, like sense, like your other senses are triggered. I've um, I had a, a pretty profound experience uh, last week. It was very it was in like a meditative state, and it felt like um, like there was another being that was controlled, like pulling the strings. Uh, like like it felt like someone was. It, it was like they were pulling strings from a higher realm um and i was just like a uh, control like talking about uh the um control and now they they look at it as a fear like a threat to their power structure i always also think that when we try to like control our experience like that kind of limits us from getting deeper into other experiences too like if i'm trying to if i'm gonna like do like for example like um when i was doing like dmt before like a long time ago like throw my experience but then like that was holding me back from like my do you know like the actual experience because i wanted to control it but i'm supposed to let go of that how do you stay grounded because i feel like the more deeper that um like i kind of develop like more deeper understandings of of source like i feel like um my head is going to explode sometimes i could literally go crazy sometimes but that's for me like uh art like some sort of art where you could kind of express that or kind of move um what how do you stay grounded um while um obtaining higher levels of truth yeah because at, at first i kind of struggled with it because like i was having a lot of like messages from source i didn't want to be like a sufi and go be a monk and yeah. i want to be human too at the same time and the thing is is like 
the, what, what's coming up for me is that there's a time and place for everything and place for being abstinent, but there's also time and place for mm -hmm. indulging. To do shadow work, there's also a time and place for, for you know, working on your light too. Like, uh, I like having deep, meaningful conversations, but I don't try to uh -huh. like, uh, like go and have those conversations. Um, I, I kind of feel like uh, certain people are stuck at certain paradigms. So I have to kind of like lower my paradigm to kind of speak to them. Too. It's always the dogma of the thing, like the dogma of like the religious belief. You could look at it as a form of philosophy or as a religion, you know? You know, and if you like the symbology of that bringing the darkness to light is bringing those dark thoughts um, from the unconscious to the surface mm -hmm. so the conscious can kind of um, confront it and what we're talking about um, everything is a reflection what, what really came up was um, that you ever go to like a carnival and you, you go into those rooms and then you have all those mirrors and certain mirrors will show like how fat you are and like all these things are just different reflections and different fragments of, of, um, of ourselves I was trying to figure out like how to articulate this idea of love because the, the vibration of love because the, for me the word love like um, it doesn't really it doesn't really exist because I feel like love is beyond the word love like is putting a label on and the minute that you put the label on love like you're neglecting it because you're saying this is what love looks like it doesn't look like so that means that there that's a polarity so I think that is beyond the polarity uh, what are your thoughts? If you don't accept yourself as you are, then you don't accept the world as it's a self-projection. When you don't accept yourself, you, you could see the patterns in your own life when you, you see yourself not accepting people as they are. So if to develop it, it's like when you love yourself and you don't judge yourself for who you are, you see that in others and you don't look at it through the lens of judgment because they have a thing in our brains called the RAS. It's called the reticular activating system in our brains. It basically means that what we what we focus on expands and that that's how our beliefs are formed through rationalizations of finding evidence in the world. If we like close our eyes and uh, we think of look at the thir first things that are red, and then we open our eyes, our brains are constantly scanning for that red. I brought it up because we have to shift our RAS or reticular activating system part of our brain into not judging others and not judging ourselves. So that way when we, we accept ourselves as we are, our brains will start looking for all the good and positive aspects in life, fighting all of the negative stuff. For those of us who are listening out there who are going through the same thing and don't haven't really have a very unhealthy um, boundary, how do you develop a healthy boundary and what, what's your process like? So I want to talk about the concept of self-love. Like I want to I want to look into like the aspects where we're comfortable like being with ourselves. I know this too because I'm a, well maybe because I'm an introvert, but I don't need for someone to come with me to go watch a movie that I really want. I don't need someone to come with me to go to the beach. I'm very comfortable with myself and other people. It does help and add to the vibe, but I don't know. I enjoy my company because I enjoy, I, I just enjoy myself, I guess. I've always been um, very like unattached to things and Something that I've always been doing, especially recently, was like, I like to go on these hikes by myself and I just like to go up there and just sort of look at the view of the city. And um, to me, that's sort of like love too. It's like the beauty of awe, like just looking at the sky is like that feeling that you have or when I'm taking a three hour bike ride to the beach and I'm sitting on the, on the rock, just looking at the waves. To me, that's like an experience of love that I sort of meditate on. Point of distinction between self-love and um, narcissism because the origin of narcissism comes from Greek mythology and it's about a character who fell in love with his own reflection when he was staring in the pool of water and I think that um, you can love yourself so much that it is it really is independent um, from from people that you come across and 
in terms of society and the way people look at it, it could make them feel very uncomfortable. Like, why aren't you like depending on me? A narcissism is also rooted in, in um, the ego. In the aspect of self-love, I think that we could also not love certain aspects of ourself. And I think as an exercise, if there's something that comes up and something that you think about that you don't like about yourself, I think you could sort of just look in the mirror into your own eyes and just say, I love you and accept you exactly as you are. And you keep on repeating those words and then you will kind of get into that paradigm of self-love. When you love yourself and you love all your flaws and you love every aspect of yourself, you're not judging yourself in any way. You're just accepting, it's like self-acceptance. I don't really know you at a deep and personal level, you're radiant with a lot of love and I think that um, you have such a strong self-love that you're willing to put personal boundaries onto it and healthy boundaries if one. Ah shit, watch this. Lefty did it. Lucky I can't help it, too much love, no selfish. Embracing imperfections, that is why I'm so damn perfect and my heart is filled with gold. That's